Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Delokun and Zach. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. As I say always, I'm Jellicoon. And I'm Zach. It's good to be back uh, at the normal time. Yeah, definitely. It's nice to be into anime, and it feels like a hobby, not a chore. Yeah. Feels good. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I've been thinking, like, this year is just nuts as far as anime, an anime that hasn't even aired yet. I mean, we're getting. I haven't, looked, I haven't looked too far forward, but we're getting season three of Attack on Titan. Oh yeah, I saw the preview. I mean, like, damn! I, I'm watching five shows right now, week to week. One of them being 13 years in the making for me: Full Metal Panic, Invisible War, or sorry, Invisible Victory, and uh, I freaking love it. And I'm like another shit like Megalobox. But how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Uh, school's wrapping up for me. Oh, shit. So you're going to have time to watch which, more. Which is, yeah. Yeah, right now it's exciting and busy, but... um, Yeah, so I'll have time to watch more anime and find out what I'm going to do over the summer. <laughs> I have some plans. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, so pretty good. It's nearly the end of April already. Yeah, it's getting there almost May. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be May. Hmm, most likely. So, we are four weeks in to the season of anime. Spring, whatever. So, what have you been watching? Well, um, I took some time to watch a show that's three years old called Chivalry of a Failed Knight. And that's what I'd like to review today. And I think I finally found a show that meets my magic criteria without sucking, you know, for a while. All right. I was obsessed with that genre. And then I'd always report back to the podcast and be like, oh, actually, it's terrible. And then, I'd, like, John would tell me to watch The Irregular at Magic High School, and I didn't like it. It's just I was disappointed by, like, six shows in a row that were all the same theme of, like, teenagers doing magical battle, which I think is cool. But it was always done wrong. And this one was done right. Good. So I'm excited to discuss it. And as far as airing shows uh, go, I don't think I watched any more other than what I talked about last time. Because I was watching that and I was so into it that I didn't seek out the airing stuff. Remind everybody what you're watching. If, right. If, so if I will be. That's unique from what you're watching, at least, is I'll be watching more Caligula. I think is the unique show we didn't share. Um, we both have to start Steins Gate, and then we're both watching Sword Art Online and Persona 5. I'll continue with Persona 5, even though I played the game, because I like what they did with the first episode. 
you said you continued and it was still good. So I think even though I played the game, I'd enjoy it too. Cool. Well done. Uh, I I think that's all I'm watching. Just those four. Yeah. Man, I'm watching more than you. That's amazing. Yeah, because you got Megalobox and so, yep, Full I'm Metal watching Panic. Megalobox, which has been my surprise hit of the season for me. Although I haven't watched episode four yet, and I'm kind of nervous where they're going. After episode three, they introduced some child character, and I'm just like, oh shit. P- please don't make this about him. Yeah, do you think you could somehow become the main character? No, but still, like, maybe the main character could, like, be distracted or whatever. I don't know, but still, I don't, I don't know. From Metal Panic, one, oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I was reminded there's one more show I wanted to watch, um, Magical Girl Sight, and it's, like, another, it doesn't have good reviews yet, so it might suck, but I do want to try because it's another like deconstruction of the magical girl type thing, not to Madoka Magical level, okay, but it's like a it's a horror thing where this website tricks people into getting powers and fighting each other. <laughs> we gave you these powers. Yeah, we tricked you into becoming a magical girl. You didn't read our EULA. <laughs> yeah, no one reads the terms of service; they just hit accept. Exactly, it's, it's the new iTunes terms of service. Yes. It turns you into a magical girl, and makes you fight people to the death. That'd be awesome. But I saw like the preview for it, and it looks so cool and dark. I'm like I'm willing to try it. So there you go. I'll talk about that next time as well. Yeah, I'm really liking Full Metal Panic. Uh, they've been doing some really cool things with Chidori, um, who is now like realizing there's consequences, or not consequences, but there's collateral damage due to her being with Mithril, and like civilians are actually being murdered in front of her. Damn, that's yeah. more than collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she's like fed up with it. She's like scared and like it's it's awesome. It's actually nice to see like you know in, in a lot of anime, it's like oh no one gives a shit about you know what's going on around. It's always just about like what's happening with them and whatever right. damage happens. It's always they even go so far as to like write out parents out of the story because they have no time for it. You know <laughs> like. No, they exist in a vacuum. Kids take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this case, in this case, I don't like that about anime that they just write out the rest of the world when it's convenient. Yeah. Um, Persona Five has been good. I just watched the last episode uh, four. Um, holy shit, is it dark for a video game? Like, yeah, it is dark. Jesus Christ! Like sexually abusing of students. Yeah, and did the. Did An's friend have her mishap? Not yet. Okay. So right now... It gets extra dark. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Okay. You're not in the dark part yet. So they... They just introduced Morgana. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but Morgana... Or is it Morgana? I don't know. Um, yeah. Thank Well, in the English, they call her Morgana. I don't know. Yeah. They she, probably pronounce it differently. Now, is it supposed to be a boy or a girl? Because in the Japanese dub, it's a boy. With a very feminine voice. Yeah, good question. He thinks he's a boy, though. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but it's ambiguous, I mean. Okay. Similar to Teddy in Persona 4, he's just a bear. Yeah. Until he became a man. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Now he's a man. Morgana, it's ambiguous, but he thinks he's a boy, yes. Gotcha. And he's attracted to Aunt. 
Whoa. Lady Anne. Exactly. Now, is it Anne or Anne? Anne. Okay. Because Japanese so it's spelled people. spelled Anne, yeah. I don't yeah. know. But they pronounced it Anne even in English. Well, come on. So. You can't blame. I mean, Teddy was attracted to Chie. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Teddy was attracted to everyone. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they had he was the womanizer of Persona 4. Exactly. And Morgana sometimes fills that role, but usually just for Anne. Gotcha. Well, she's a sexy kitty, so. Yeah, that's weird. So I was wondering about that. How, how did they deliver the sexy kitty? Because they just called her Panther in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were trying to think of nicknames. And uh-huh. the who's the blonde hair guy? Uh, he goes, oh, you should be sexy cat. And she's like, no, how about Panther? Oh, yeah. Ryuji? Yeah, Ryuji. Yeah. So That guy's great. Yeah. He seems less bro than... Uh, the other character in Persona Bro- 4. Then Brosuke. Yeah. yeah, then Brosuke. There's Yosuke, I think is his name. That's it, Yosuke. It's been such a long yeah, time. but he gets, he gets the Brosuke because he's the ultimate bro. He's the ultimate bro. Ryuji's cool. And I like watching it in Japanese, finally, because he's like the same voice actor as Kiyoma, the scientist in Steins Gate. Oh, okay. Which I think is cool. Because <laughs> those are like fairly different characters, but we'll yeah. have a crazy laugh. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I think about it. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, I've heard it's it. It's over the top. Yes, yes, yes. Breath. Now that I think about it, it's like I know that voice from somewhere. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was Steins Gate. Yeah, great, yeah. <clears throat> great voice actor. Yes, yes. Um, so, oh, so, so they're basically they're pacing it pretty well because they they went pretty quick to get into the first scene. Yeah, I was reading on Reddit that a couple people were kind of pissed about like they kind of skimmed over some stuff and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just got the new persona, like kind of just like out of the blue because he died, and they're like, "Well, uh-huh. we'll give you another chance." And people are just kind of pissed off about that, but it's like, what do you expect? You've got a hundred hours of game. Got... Twenty. But I thought, Holy shit, is it... yeah, I thought they were episodes. on good pace because so... it took me four hours to get to the first episode part, and I'm like, okay, you divide that by twenty-four, and that's how long it took me to beat the game. Yeah. So I'll have to continue because it sounds like they slowed down a bit. Because I, I would have thought. Yeah, they just ended up the last episode where Morgana is now living with uh, the main character, Ren. So, mm-hmm. um, And the old guy's like, oh, I got some leftovers. I, I would have uh, thought they defeated. I love the fact that they're like, hey, we need medicine. And he walks into the bar and this doctor's like, hey, Ren, uh, here's some medicine. And uh, it's experimental. Tell me the side effects. Okay, bye. I'm leaving. And she walks out. Yeah, yeah. The I'm was. really curious how much they can do with the side characters. So the doctor was just there, and like we don't even know who her name is. They just called her doctor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, hey, Rand, I got some medicine. You should take it and just tell me the side effects. <laughs> who are you? No, don't worry about it. Take my medicine. No, not even that. It was just take my medicine. And she gives it to him. And Morgana's like, well, that was convenient. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like that. It's kind of funny that. They realized it would take forever if they didn't do that. Okay, I don't know. I and understand. they they made more to say that was convenient because that doesn't understand. happen in the game. Okay, because I don't understand. So anyway, now do yeah. they go and buy a gun? Like they go to the gun shop. I'm guessing it's a toy gun they bought, like an airsoft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's but that's the other interesting part about that guy's side story that I don't know if they'll put in there. That oh, well, they made they made um, Ryuji go and try to haggle and he bought it at full price of course and they didn't, even, they didn't even say it was like airsoft it was just guns 
but what yeah but they said no they said during they're... the battle hey if it's re- if it's if it's you can it's you can pretty much be whatever you want in the, in the world they're in and it's like well right as long as it looks like a gun it can be a gun yeah, exactly but yeah so he has an interesting story but i don't know if they'll do all the side character stories because there's a lot but yeah, yeah, who knows? The they, got, they, got, they got twenty four. They got okay. So we didn't even we didn't even fucking meet him or nothing. It was just the scene mm. was oh, Ryuji, you go and hang with him, and he gets all scared. And then they cut to the next scene. And they're like, oh, you paid full price. You're a wuss. But they can He's probably like, oh, only do yeah. the main story then. I don't think they're even going to try to do side characters Pro- with what they did with the doctor, which I think is fair. Yeah. I never actually watched the Persona Four show, so but with Persona Four, a lot of the side stories were just your companions right yeah yeah in the game whereas this one it branches out to like a lot of people that you don't have in your party oh gotcha yeah I so don't like the that. doctor and the gun guy well maybe the maybe. owner of the shop they've that got, you're staying they've in. got 20 more episodes to fill so who knows it sounds like they slowed down though i would have by the pacing of the first episode i thought they would have already defeated cheetah ah gotcha gotcha um what do you think of the Sword Art Online? How far are you? Well, I only watched the first one we already discussed. Oh man, you got to keep watching. Well, is it is it worth it? Where does I it divulge? I think it is. I mean, what do they no... do the second episode? Um, you learn more about her. It's like a real person. As a real person, her getting into VR yeah. games and why she plays. Because that's what they're leading to at the end of it with yeah. the daycare. We got our first cliffhanger in episode four. So. And for once, I was actually kind of pissed. I, I kind of pissed because like they ended it. I'm like, oh shit, the cliffhanger! And then I looked down. I'm like, there's still quite a bit of time left. So they played the credits, and I skipped all those. And then it was like the other, like the other part of the episode, like after the events leading to the end where the credits rolled. I'm like, they, why would they? It was weird. Like why they put it there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got first cliffhanger, which kind of seems kind of eh. They alluded to some things that seem pretty, seem pretty cut and, you know, like, okay, they're really pushing towards this. But then there's also mm-hmm. things of like, well, we think what happened is due to this person, but from what we've seen of that person to this period doesn't match anything you know their behavior but well we'll see i guess i just hope it's not another stupid murder mystery like death. no 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 this is like no like nothing like that okay did you say i'll continue (laughs) i'm sorry did you say another murder mystery like death note no death gun oh okay the villain of sword art 2 i was gonna say i know it's nothing like death note (laughs) i was gonna say you ragging on death note motherfucker no, Death Note's great, but I'm talking about no, 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 the whodunit yeah, 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 of the yeah. mystery version of no, 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 Killer. No, 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 I got you now. No, nothing like that. The, okay. I, I don't want to spoil the... the what yeah, happened. no, I'll continue, but... But, no, I really like it because I like this character, and they focus mm-hmm. a lot mainly just playing in the game. They've finally got some real-world elements out of the... They basically... Episode 3... Or sorry, Episode 4 basically catches you up to what the events would happen in Episode 1. So in one, they were in the middle of Squad Jam. And that's like the whole thing. So you don't know how the they got thing. there. No, 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 episode four, they explain how they got there. Okay. So well, that's good. they explain the friendship. Oh, I even watched any of that. So there's a third new character that gets introduced to episode two, who she plays with forever in the game or whatever, and gets her to join. 
the squad jam and the M guy that she's with is actually mm-hmm. an acquaintance of the person she plays with in real life. So mm. you learn that friendship and blah, 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 blah. And that's where we are now. So they're in the middle of squad jam and actually near the end of squad jam. Something just went down. But something just went down unexpectedly and I'm not going to spoil it. Cool. I'm more excited to watch it. Yeah, but I'm very interested to see what um, episode five holds. Hmm. But yeah, there's no love story. There's no like gratuitous crotch shots. There's nothing like... No overpowered Kirito. Exactly. Where you never think they're actually in danger of something. Exactly. Like... The stakes even, are higher without saying people have to die in the game. <laughs> they even ex- exactly they even explain episode four like the the targeting targeting system and how like someone in the game can actually like be a good marksman in real life and like it can transfer over to the game and you can actually hmm. get around the targeting system and not okay. show the bullet lines. Yeah, that's more believable than Kirito getting around it the other way by just being quick. Yeah, exactly. Which is really and just being quick, she's smart got, in real and, life. Yeah, she's got that sense. speed and stuff, but that's like the only... And she's, you know, it's funny because she'll unload like an entire clip into someone and then they'll die. But yeah, like she gets <laughs> hit once and like nearly dies. It's funny. Seems fair because yeah. she's like the quick character. Yeah, but that's like the only good thing she's good at. I mean, she's good at shooting too, but it's not like she's like OP or whatever. Yeah. Um, where Kirito can't even die when faced by the guy who can kill people in games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it seems like they finally got away from all that BS. That's good. So it, it's been interesting. I've really enjoyed the story thus far. So, yeah, that's that. We're caught up. Yeah, we both want to watch Steins Gate. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not necessarily upset I'm not keeping up because I know well, once I get into the story, no. I'll be like, man, so, now I got to wait. So can you check and see, is Funimation du- doing a simul dub? Of it, because I know they're doing a sample dub of Fun of uh, Full Metal Panic, which I'm gonna go back and rewatch as it's airing too. So I'm gonna be rewatching Full Metal Panic again in real time, essentially, but mm. with the Fun Funimation dub. Oh yeah, they are. They are. Oh, kick ass! They're doing a lot. They're doing Black Clover, The New Hero Academia, Tokyo Ghoul, Steinskate, the new wait, the new High School DxD. Yeah, oh, shit. Damn, I can watch it in English. My dream. Yeah, it airs May first. Nice. So like tomorrow, two days. Yeah, Tuesday. Two days. Steins Gate starts simul dubbing tomorrow. Oh shit! So I'm just gonna wait then. Mm-hmm. Nice. And full metals in a week. Oh, oh. yes. Good. Some good. 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 There. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know they were doing that. So we'll be a couple weeks behind than everybody else. So whatever though. Because I really like yeah. the dub of Steins Gate, and I love the dub of. Full Metal Panic, and uh, yeah. yeah, and that's uh, tough for me. I like both. I, I think I'll probably watch Steins Gate in Japanese because I'll probably rewatch it eventually in English. I mean, we've already talked about the fact that Funimation, you know, reuses a lot of the dub actors and blah blah blah. But mm. one time, one time and we just talked it. about how much I like the Japanese one for <laughs> Steins Gate. Yeah, but the guys laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But High School DxD, I wasn't even going to watch unless it was in English. So I'm glad that's happening. Yeah. But all the all the new art, it's like so bright. Well, I made all the characters look almost too cutesy. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Don't worry. I'll get deep into it. I, wait, is it going to be uncensored though? I don't yeah, know. Probably. probably they already got uncensored episodes. I guarantee you, someone will take the uncensored 
video and sync it up with the Funimation dub and release it on like whatever anime torrent sites are out there. Yeah, have, wherever you frequent, OVB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That sounds... I guarantee you that'll happen. <laughs> the description is so silly. A war between heaven and hell is raging on earth and hormones are raging inside Issei's pants. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. It's the fourth season. It's not like they need to sell anyone at this point on it. So it's a weird thing to put for the synopsis. They could literally just put the story because it does have a story. It would probably still get people to watch. Issei. The next season is just Issei needs new pants. Watch yeah. it go to Kohl's. <laughs> it's, it, that's why I think it's strange that they're selling it on that quirk because, you know, if you're four seasons in, you already know. Issei is going to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be reviewing 18 If. Um, a show that you had on your top five of last year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I doubt it, considering I never finished it. Oh, you didn't? Oh, I thought you did. No. <laughs> we. I showed you the gratuitous uh, murder scene yeah. of that girl's family. And I'm like, this show got crazy because I continued it when you didn't because we only watched like episode one. Oh, that's so I watched like three episodes, but I never finished it because that episode was crazy and I gave up. Gotcha. So it certainly wasn't in my top five, but wow. I, I was curious where it went. So now you get to tell me. I will in this <laughs> week's review. All right. Well, anything else you want to discuss? Um, I mean, not about airing things. We could talk DVDs. All right. Well, let's do that then. Okay. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Yeah, goddammit, it's time. Alright, it's time. Well, now that it's time, they have Mary and the Witch's Flower. No idea what that is. No idea. And then a lot of discotheque shows. Aw, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ayakashi. Baldios the Movie. No idea. Fair. Comma, the partly piggy. Nope. Interesting. Toriko the movie. Zatch Bell the movie. Wait, 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 wait. We talked about these last time. What? Yeah. You're right. I think. But at the same time, that's for May 1st. So why was I talking about May 1st last time? Because we didn't figure we'd record. Oh, yeah. Yeah, usually we do like a month worth. Okay, yeah, well I... then. You guys are already prepared for that. We were not. Uh, we got <laughs> uh, May 8th. Yu-Gi-Oh! Arc 5. Oh, arc not Arc 5. Yeah, that's, that's where stuff starts crazy. to happen. You know, they couldn't even kids dub that part. It was too violent. Oh, man. But Act <laughs> Ace 6. Ventura. Sorry. What? Ace Ventura? Ace Ventura, yeah. Yes. The next anime. Yes! Ace Attorney Part 2. Is it wrong to expect a hot spring in a dungeon? Okay, Which is I this am- like Season 2? It's an OVA. Well, I guess they're selling an OVA for fifty dollars. Holy though, but shit! I never watched it. It was, I think, a two-episode OVA. For that's just fifty like, bucks. Is it yeah. from from Sentai? Yeah. Okay, that's why it's fifty bucks. Fuck off, Sentai. <laughs> Batman Ninja. Okay, which, what is this? I, saw the pre- okay, I don't know. I saw the preview. Is, I'm for getting it. a lot of like. So it's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. What? What is this? Like, I've seen this come up numerous times on Reddit, and I've heard about it a little bit, but I have no fucking clue what it is. And I heard, it's like, like time traveling Batman, and it looked like Samurai Jack to me. 
But okay, I'm not um, a Batman fan, so whatever. <laughs> Let's see. To look who the director is. Oh, he didn't do anything of note, but he is Japanese. So I don't know. Warner Brothers and some Japanese studio and director made Batman Ninja, and it basically just looks like a Batman version of Samurai Jack. Because in the oh. preview, he gets like transported from Gotham to feudal Japan. Oh um, no! So it's like, yeah, Japanese Samurai Jack. Does he, does he talk <laughs> but like it doesn't this? look great to me. Does he talk about Japanese in this? Where am I? <laughs> Yeah, he sounds extra angry because now he has his accent and it's in Japanese. Nice. The preview I watched was in English, though, so I don't know. Where's a hot spring? <laughs> Where's... What, is this, what was this butler's name? Alfred. Where's Alfred, son? <laughs> Alfred Sama. <laughs> um, yeah, so no idea. Grand Blue Fantasy, which is a fighting game. Apparently now it's a show. Uh Maybe fans of the series already know that's a show. I don't. I didn't know. Uh, we have All Out, which it's in all caps with a lot of exclamation points, so I'm willing to bet that's sports anime. It is baseball, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that makes sense. Pretty much any time I see an anime title that's just all capitals and too many like punctuations, I'm like, nah, that's sports. Sports, sports. <laughs> the Hayaku, the All Out, the Kaijo, which... Fan service sports, but they're all sports shows and they're why, all in Why haven't and have you like... purchased Kaijo yet? Oh my god, Kaijo's great. You should buy it. Damn. And, and, yeah, you, and you should get a couple figures and you make them touch butts. And then when you bring over your like girlfriends, they're like, oh, what's that from? Oh, it's a obscure movie. It's a really competitive sports uh, show. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> You're going to have reversible posters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Every time you said pay, own Kaijo figures, and then you said girlfriend. I don't know if those go together. Uh, probably not. And your probably. parents' disappointment. Where did we oh, go I already, wrong? I already got that. It's fine. Where did we go wrong? I already watch anime. They're already. <laughs> They're thoroughly disappointed. Yeah. There's no going back at this point. Might as well embrace it. Uh, we got L Dlive, which I pronounced it like that because. E-L in lowercase, and then D-L-I-V-E in caps. So I feel like you're supposed to pronounce it L-D-L-I. Sure. Like it's a Spanish word. Cool. L-D-L-I-V. I don't know what it is, though. Oh, Suki Gakure, my favorite romance show. Well, wait, that's a stretch. That's a bold claim. Wait, wait, but... wait. The one I've been trying to watch and haven't been Yeah, probably. Seriously? Yeah. Tell me it's in English. No idea. I watched it in Japanese. Oh, now I gotta look, man. Suki Gakure is so good. Hold on. HittingUpRightStuff.com. No, I don't get freaking things. They'll never give us free review (laughs) material ever again. (laughs) But I still love shopping there. (laughs) This show's terrible, and my review was like, this show's very boring, but it it was relaxing. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is wrong with RightStuff.com? It's... Hold on, maybe I misspelled it. I mean, I was looking at my anime list, and it has actors listed for English. There we go. Okay, whoo! And they put two Fs, and it was like some crazy China's website. <laughs> uh, how do you spell it? S or T S U K I, and then G A. I don't know. It's very hard to spell. And then space K I. No results. What? No Suki Akiri. Aww. Well. It has English people 
listed on it, so maybe they're still making it. Oh, here it is. Ah, oh, they put it as all one long word. Ah. Uh, uh, it's that's not 50 right. Bucks Three words on Blu-ray. As the moon is beautiful. And yeah. Pre-order for May fifteenth, and uh, spoken language English and Japanese. I might just buy this on a whim. I mean, it's on Funimation's website too, but is it? You won't be disappointed if you buy it on a whim. I love. The- we like. I mean, everyone's been saying similar like- romance shows. I both like White Album, but this one's so good. Yeah, I think I'll probably just end up buying it. Okay. Well, good. That. Hear your opinion. I'm good. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it, and yeah, cool. All right, um, that's my pick for must buy then. Hmm. Anything well, else? There wasn't much else. Uh, One Piece, Yona Yona Penguin, uh, Bleach. You're pretty much nothing now. Okay. Well, Wait. that's it then. Unless you unless you want to wait until the end of May, and then you can get the Ori Emo Complete Blu-ray box set for two hundred dollars uh, for two hundred bucks, and only in Japanese. Yeah, I can go fuck right off. <laughs> That's so, Anaplex. Did you see? Actually, speaking of DVD releases, did you see the Cowboy Bebop twenty fifth anniversary anniversary editions? No, oh, but they God. have a lot I of mean, things. Or- let me, let me, uh... But it's extravagant after 25 years. Yeah, let me, uh... This was on freaking Forbes. Damn. Um... These are a ton, and not worth it. I don't like it. But, if it is worth it, for $500, you get two PVC bookends, which look cool in the promotional art, because it's just actually art from the show, but I doubt the bookends actually look like that. Um, because they look very 3D on this 2D picture or whatever. Yeah. But then Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray. So good you get the show. Also the movie on Blu-ray. Which you can that get for be... like next to nothing nowadays. As I say, for $500, that's not where the value is. Because you could have already got the I'll Blu-ray. I'll be honest, as someone who doesn't have... Blue, or sorry, someone who doesn't have surround sound, oh. I was fucking pissed. So I bought this on Blu-ray. And... I can't fucking watch it because it's like quiet as shit. And then there's like something happening on the left channel. And it's like loud as shit. It's, it's a terrible mix. Mm. You have to watch the show apparently in surround sound because there's no other fucking option. Sorry. Continue on. <laughs> it just pisses uh, me two, off. Two LP vinyl soundtracks. So that would be cool. I guess, but I'm not hipster enough to own a record player. That even is true, though, too. Even though they're cheaper to own now because people started making them again. Um, a 200-page art book, to me, that's the interesting part because I don't yeah. know what would be in there. And then five, and then in parentheses, five lithographs. <laughs> we can't, we can't, no one else will read the word five. Yeah. So, so that's 350 that's... bucks. The boogie woogie box. 350 it's the same thing minus oh, the sorry, book. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, the first one you just mentioned it's was 500. the deluxe $500, yeah. That is the Bebop Crew Edition. The Crew Edition. And then, if you're cheap and only have $350, you get everything minus the cool bookend. 
They better be pretty cool for $150. Oh, shit. I imagine because it says, like, PVC, the bookends are just, like, figures, Plastic in which case they could be pretty cool. But still. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. And then for 250 you get what we mentioned minus. There must be something. Kind of just it kind of just looks like the same well, the, stuff. The, you get the same stuff, but the the vinyl records are different. The crew edition is like trippy, like green and orange and it's weird that they changed the art, but it's the same thing technically. The only difference here for a hundred dollars less is you get a rigid collector's box instead of rigid box with metal clasps. Oh no, not metal clasps. Yeah, so not broke then you should go for the metal class for an extra hundred <laughs> it just it seems ridiculous to me yeah no and i was pretty pissed because um when i wanted the so a couple what was it, a year or two ago now they released an amazon edition of cowboy bebop and by the time i went to go buy it it was gone so i ended up buying the regular edition blu-ray mm-hmm. and then like months later Amazon was like, oh, we found this box full of Amazon edition exclusive Kawaii Bop. Oh, we'll sell it to the same. We'll sell it for 40 bucks, whatever, 50 bucks. Like, they just came out with a big. Like, the Blu ray only got released a year or two ago. Not that long ago. And now they're doing, like, these huge collections. Like, my whole thing is, like, I would gladly pay. 250 or 300 if it was like some huge thing that like only we get interviews with the directors or new episodes something you know what i mean like mm-hmm. but uh, what do you what do you think you think this is just you know i think it's a ridiculous nine? cash grab <laughs> but then there has to be someone that likes the show that much i really like some shows but not but, $500 worth. I, I get it. Yeah, I'm the same way. Get, not to mention, it's like, art book is cool because I don't know what's in it. But chances are, if I... But the show's been around since see, 1998. You would think... That's what I was like, saying. It's like, if I cared enough to spend $500 on Cowboy Bebop art, I probably already saw all of the art by searching online over 25 years, right? Yeah. So, like, I like the cool collector's editions of things. But it's much more appealing to me to be the first one to get it on a new show. To do it for a show 25 years old, I'm like, well, am I getting anything different that hasn't been out for 25 years? Probably not. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm more inclined to buy I mean, a collector's edition. Even as a collector I myself, I, I don't have the urge. Like, I have it on I have it on Blu-ray. I can watch it whenever I want. Sort I've of. gotten it's unwatchable some... without surrounds. <laughs> that is true. I need surround sound apparently, which is more than five hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, I bought a Spike Spiegel, like, thing from China on eBay, and, you know, it's on my wall. I love Cowboy Bebop, but... Plus, the other thing is, if I like, love the show a lot, for $500, I would buy, like you said, like, cool figures or... Something else. Conven- yeah. Convention stuff, you know, like, cooler stuff that isn't just a repackage of the show. Yeah. And, I mean, Cowboy Bebop has been packaged so many different ways, although... There wasn't a Christmas edition. There we go. There was a Christmas Sell edition. Sell me the $500 Christmas edition, please. There, there you go. Yeah. 
Take my pre-order now for December. I'm ready. <laughs> Your wallet is willing and waiting. No, Stuki got curious the show from this week. Yeah, I, I said I was going to buy something last week. Clearly, I didn't follow through because I don't remember Monster Girl or interviews of Monster Girls. I still want to buy that. Yeah, I'm going to open right stuff oh, where I buy all of my anime goods. He's clacking his keyboard, folks. <laughs> where they don't they don't uh, endorse us at all. No, and they'll never give us stuff to review again. Oh. Uh. Uh, well, it's okay. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, give me I, a less boring show. Yeah, exactly. There they you didn't go. Make it easy for us, I think. They didn't. Of course, they just didn't. You know, I'll be honest. This is being 100% transparent. We reached out to them just saying, hey, we have a podcast, and what can we do? And they sent us these two videos Rental Magica and uh, uh, Aria, Aria the Animation. The animation. You liked Arya. I did. It was a comedy. It's not exciting. It's boring, but it's well done and it has good music. And nowhere did they say like do whatever. They just gave the stuff some such do whatever. Like they didn't mm-hmm. say like oh you got to you know sell or anything. But yeah, anyway. I still yeah, love you stuff. <laughs> still love you, man. Sean Kleckner, the OG of anime. And apparently the regular Magic High School movie pre-order is out. Ah, show I can talk about hating when I review my show today. All right. Well, should we get into it? That's a good transition. Yeah, run with it. All right. (laughs) 18 if. If 18. I guess that's unrelated to the Magic, but you can start. (laughs) Yes. Well, maybe not. Maybe. So apparently this is some kind of multimedia project based on like 18 series like stories or whatever and there's also a mobile a mobile game apparently did not know Damn. that I never would have figured that out in the three episodes I watched Yeah So I got to start off by saying I love the intro The intro song is interesting the intro itself is interesting it's very visually appealing the show itself looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. So, 18F aired from... Uh... Man, it was last year. Yeah, it was. Ah, oh, there we go. Okay. Yay for editing. All right. 18F aired from uh, July 7th, 2017 through September 29th, 2017. So, summer of 2017 season... You can go watch on Crunchyroll.com in its entirety for free. So, very interesting concept. Um, basically, uh, the main character, uh, Naruto, or sorry, Haruto, Tasuki Hiro, basically we'll just call him Tasuki, or sorry, Haruto, or whatever. Mm. Oh, sorry, Haruto, that's what it is. Haruto wakes up in this, like, bedroom with the cat man. And uh, basically, the cat man is like, hey, you're in the dream world. And my sister has this thing called Sleeping Beauty Syndrome. And there's these things called witches. And you have to defeat these witches. So. He has no idea why he's there. Yeah, but, exactly. But he's willing to play along. He, Haruto seems like a casual guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. It just goes with the flow. He's just like, okay, mm-hmm. man. He's like, all right, bro. Let's, let's go. Let's go kill witches. Let's go kill these witches. 
There's also a mysterious white girl named Lily who calls her big brother. So that's weird. But yeah, so every episode essentially um, revolves around a girl and her problems. And she's come down with this mysterious disease called Sleeping Beauty Syndrome where basically you go to sleep and you never wake up, but you aren't dead. And basically they're just stuck in this limbo world of you're not dead, you're not alive, or you're alive, but... You're not dead, you're not alive. You're, like, you're in a coma, but, like, I don't know how you explain it, but they're essentially, they're husks. So it's a coma with an extra layer they don't know. I guess, sure. There we go, I've invented and the And nobody's medicine. like, you know, you should just pull the plug. Everyone's like, nah, you're good. Well, I think that's how most people feel about comas, too, but... But, uh... Maybe not. Yeah, who knows. So basically... <laughs> They look at very dark topics, very social issue topics. So, like, uh, the first one's about... Bu- There's a couple of them about bullying. Um, one about... A f- uh, not like you said, episode two, where the family gets murdered. And that's that actually... fucked up. That was actually one of my favorite episodes. Um, okay. And I'll explain why. Um, vi- body image issues. Um... You know, disabilities, um, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And there were some silly ones, too, where, like, there was a couple where there's idols and they're like, oh, my, I can't meet the expectations of my fans, or or they were bullied or whatever. Just, they have very. Yeah, so they didn't sound so silly, but yeah. Yeah. But Less I mean, personal ones, I guess. Yeah. So. Episode two was insane. Yeah. Like her whole family gets killed and like her sister's raped in front of her. <laughs> yeah. It, when she hides in the closet. Yeah. That's it's insane. Pretty fucked. And the scene for it's graphic too. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Very much so. So basically, it's um, Haruto's job to basically figure out what's wrong and then like kind of snapping the girls out of why they're stuck in this Sleeping Beauty syndrome and then they'll wake up in the real world. Sometimes right. with crazy twists. Hmm. Um, so I don't want to go into like every single like, oh, this witch was this, oh, which is was that. But yeah, episode. I do want to hear a crazy twist though. Okay. Um. So there's a witch who is a figure skater, mm-hmm. and she fucks up like she's going to some competition, and she fucks up a jump and like comes in second place. And apparently that's such a bad deal. She's like, fuck this. I'm going to chop my leg off with an axe. Damn. And so then, like, she's like, she basically doesn't want to be a figure skater anymore. And it boils down to, it wasn't about the jump. It wasn't about her fucking up. I mean, it was, but it was more or less like, no one understands how hard you have to work, and that one little fuck up causes all these, you know, makes things worse. Like mm-hmm. she's like, oh, no one realizes you wake up, you early. get none of the recognition, and then you get all the penalty for messing up once. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. her whole thing was like, oh, I want you know, no one. So basically, in her dream, she's going to a college, and she's a nobody. She doesn't look like herself. No one knows who she is, and. Only Haru, uh, Harutu knows, like, she used to be a figure skater. And she basically says, you know, you don't know what it's like to be 
doing this your whole life. You know, no one sees me waking up early in the morning to go skate. No one sees me, you know, during lunch, you know, after lunch, practicing at school or, you know, all the time and dedication it takes to get there. But then I fuck up and, you know, it's the biggest thing in the world. Everyone's all mad and upset. And she's upset at herself. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and here's the thing that I kind of didn't like. Like, some of this shit was just like, and I'm actually going to say the majority of this shit was like Haruto, like, being a listening person, like, just listening and, like, saying positive things about the girl. Like, oh, I understand how hard it's tough to be a figure skater, but you can't let that, you know, this is once in a lifetime. You're really good at something no one else is good at. You got to be the best you can be. Yeah, I don't really like that either. Yeah, it was kind of The like, setup's interesting, but I don't like the yeah. conclusion. And, um... Which is why I thought the second one was probably better then. Maybe yeah. that's why you liked it more. Oh, I'll tell you why I liked it. And but okay. so so he wakes her up, right? Mm-hmm. Well in the in the uh in the dream she's a college student. In reality, she's turned into an old woman. Hmm. She's been in her coma for so long. I mean who knows? I don't know. Maybe she was an old woman when she gained the coma. <laughs> but it was interesting because like every other girl like stayed the same, was like the same age or close mm-hmm. to it and like you know when you met them later on but yeah, yeah it's almost more impactful for his story because it's like now his whole speech about just going on and being the best doesn't mean anything yeah right she's out so, of time she I, already lived her li- she already lived her life being bitter <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much so, that, I, so that's kind of cool yeah but. I really, really liked episode seven, eight, and nine. So seven had this really kick-ass art style, kind of in the like it was just really different. And they had to go through the eight stages of like human emotions or something based on like a, or was it five? On Chinese, like it was like joy, love, like lust. Like pleasure, joy, anger, sadness. I, I forget what it is. Hmm. Guilt or whatever. I don't fucking know. Anyway, yeah, it was a the really Eastern foil to our Dante's Inferno. I, I, I sure. I, I know. I'm, but that's more literary references, yeah. <laughs> I'm not smart. Anyway, <laughs> I really like the art style. Um, eight. Uh, what eight was the other one I really liked was this one about a girl idol who basically the tabloids were saying stuff like um she's sleeping around to get ahead in her group because she was getting like special projects and stuff to work on mm-hmm. like she was meeting with like a executive like in a director and the director was like rubbing her like knee and she didn't like it but like she was kind of getting annoyed by all the tabloids. Even her group was like, oh, you're the special one. You're fucking your way to the top and, you know, this and that. And then she's brutally murdered by a fan, by a crazed fan. Damn. It's like perfect. Or at least like she gets stabbed like a ton of times and she doesn't die. But it's crazy because the next scene, she's a blonde girl with big ass tits and like this lingerie and... Every even the guys turned into girls, but they still got girl voices and a guy face. 
and but they all got boobs, and they're all, and they're in this like academy for idols, and she's training this training all these girls to be idols, and the girl who was the idol is like the headmistress, like training these people, and it was funny as fuck, and it's just hilarious. It was very sexualized too, which didn't happen in this show until this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was, was kind of. But crazy. I'm not too surprised. They they went from Disney esque first episode to very violent second episode. Yeah, so yeah. It makes sense they were willing to go there too. So, but uh, yeah, what it boils down to is just you know, him figuring out like, oh, what's going on, and sometimes it's kind of creative, but. But joy time, it's not. Like, there's an episode with a deaf girl who's deaf in real life. And it was actually, yeah, that's what episode nine was. Episode nine was this deaf girl who, in her dreams, could hear. But the entire uh, episode, everything they said was subtitled in Japanese. And the it would go around the screen, or it'd be on top of the screen, or it'd kind of like wing around things. But any time the character spoke... A dialogue thing would come up, out, like exactly what they were typing, saying would show up in Japanese, not done by the subgroup or whatever. I was watching a Funimation dub, so obviously outside of like street signs or whatever, you know, there was no uh, there was no subtitles. But in this, mm-hmm. they made the subtitles into the actual episode every time a character spoke, and the whole thing was supposed to be like. You've got to find different ways to communicate with people and disabilities suck, but they don't define who you are. And, you know, that kind of hit home for me because being legally blind, I've had things happen in my life where people have assumed like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. And I've had to be like, fuck you, I can here. And I did it. Um, good example for me was my first real job. I worked at Wendy's back in 2001 <laughs> and they threw me on fries and one day I was like, I want to learn how to do the cash register. And they're like, well, you can't. You can't see the buttons. And I'm like, okay. I memorized the whole fucking cash register. This is before computers and, you know, the the pictures and stuff. This was literally like little ass buttons with, you know, the meal numbers and this and that and the other thing. I mm-hmm. memorized the entire register layout. So I didn't even have to look usually that close. It was just blah, 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 done. And they're like, oh, shit, okay. And then that became my role. Point being is I had assumptions about my capabilities because of my visual impairment, and, you know, I proved them wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, I've always gone into every job interview. I've always been very upfront about, like, hey, I'm legally blind, but I try to do what I can do, and I'll ask for help if I need it, and I won't ever do anything that I can't do. Like, I'll give you a good example. I work in IT. I am never going to be able to freaking uh, crimp an Ethernet cable. I just fucking can't. I can't see the colors to make the, you know, like, I could probably do it with enough practice. I don't want to at this point mm-hmm. in my career. Point being, though, is no one's going to hand me a pair of Ethernet and uh, some ends and say, okay, quickly make some Ethernet. It ain't just going to happen. But, uh, no, I really liked the episode. It, but, again, it came down to, like, oh, we just got to learn how to communicate different ways and blah, 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 your self-worth. And 
again, it was like, I almost felt like Haruto's character was like this white knight. Because it was girl after girl after girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I read the end of this, and it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. So, episode, I'll get to talk about episode two, and then I'll okay. get to the end. Mm-hmm. I liked episode two. Yes, it was very violent and gory. It was interesting, though, because the person in the dream could affect reality by murdering the people that murdered her family in real life via her dream world. She's basically Freddy Krueger. Yes. <laughs> in the dream world, there were like crazy bugs. But actually, one of them somehow got into the dream world by falling asleep. But mm-hmm. what I liked was Haruto wasn't like this, like, like oh, no, don't, no, no, human life is sacred. He was like, fuck this. You remember that one? He's like, if that makes you feel better, you should yeah. do it. <laughs> and he even braced it. He even like, so they had a communicator with Katsuragi, the doctor, mm-hmm. and he threw it and broke it. And he was like, no, you should fucking kill them. They deserve it. They're monsters. And he actually murdered somebody. Yeah, that one's interesting, yeah, especially that, for what I read about the end. <laughs> it implies something different. Yes, exactly. So, <clears throat> what I didn't like about the show was it kind of drags on. We've got 13 episodes. It drags on. It's. I like the fact that every episode had a new quote-unquote challenge, but... Mm-hmm. I really like the different art styles, usually, based on the dream worlds and stuff. Like, they all looked visually very appealing. And um, different, sometimes. Yeah, like, there was a girl, girl who was a mermaid, and, like, he didn't know how to swim, so she, like, conjured up a suit, like he was a dolphin. And then, like, <laughs> he jumped in the water and was, like, freaking out, but he's like, oh, yeah, it's a dream. I can do whatever I want. And, uh, you know, there was, like, this cool, like, underwater world kind of deal, like... Visually, this show is awesome, but the plot is kind of meh. So the big overarching plot is supposed to be this Kataragi guy who's a scientist in real life on, like, sleeping disorders. His sister has the disorder, and he's trying to find a cure why. And he can jump in and out of the dream world, whereas Haruto... Haruto, excuse me, can't. He's kind of just stuck there. But even then, he's not really concerned. Like, what I find interesting is, like, in the synopsis, they're like, oh, they got to figure out why he's stuck there. But in the show, it's like he doesn't care. He's just like, ah, I woke up here again. Okay, might as well do another dream thing. Yeah, about almost anything is what I felt about his character. He doesn't care. Yeah. So he just likes helping people, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, the ending, though, holy fuck. So we get to episode 12, and it's like, oh, okay, we meet the Katsuragi's sister. Hey, what do you know? She's an idol, too. But she's protecting the final boss, Eve. Eve. Eve from the Bible. Yep, that's what I read. Lily is the Eve before she had the apple, and the world, uh, the, the girl that behind this big-ass fortress is Eve after she ate the apple. Okay, that's more interesting than I read. 
But that sounds good. I don't want to spoil this, but I will just tell you this much. It comes down to talking. All the girls basically turning the guys. Basically, she's hung up on the fact that women are supposed to, according to the Bible, God's a fucking womanizer. Uh, so are Christians, apparently. Because uh, I have actually heard people say this. The woman's role is to uh, be subservient to men. Mm-hmm. And in the show, Eve is like, I'm supposed to be subservient to men. Uh, you know, that was my, you know, that's my deal, according to the Bible. But all the witches that he saved come back, and they're like, uh, no. That's not how it works anymore. This isn't, you know, this isn't the old times. This isn't the Bible times now. And they're like, no, men, men, we control men. We're women, goddammit. We can give it, and we can take it. That's interesting. It's a weird ending. And I don't want to spoil what ultimately happens. But... I gave the show a five. Because ultimately, what I look for in anime is that I enjoy the story, that I enjoy watching the show. And I didn't. I did, but I didn't. The show, I like the premises of the episodes, but it gets long in the tooth. Mm-hmm. Where we had three different idols or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. Well, I guess, cause, probably because that's a good example of uh, women being subservient to men. They had to really use that one a lot. Apparently. I don't fucking know. Whatever, though. Well, one was like a body shaming issue where um, she was an idol, but it wasn't the fact that she was an idol. It was the fact that her boyfriend like left her for a skinnier model or something. She was a model, but, you know, an idol, whatever. I don't fucking care. Anyway. <laughs> what really... So Oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you think the crazy end uh, turned you off to it? Or? Yes, it was boring. I'm like, they're building up to this big thing where they're like, oh, okay, through that door is the mega witch. Eve. And then they just talk it out. And yeah, it turns into like gossip corner. Like, oh, girlfriend, oh, man, I, I got I to gotta gag all the guys. If I'm hungry, I will just call one of them up and they will give me food. If I need to ride <laughs> somewhere, like one of the girls was like that, like, there is some humor, like uh, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but there is some humor. There is some funny stuff in here, like Kataragi like loves curry and the body shaming issue, which I found kind of weird because like the girl in the dream with the body shaming issue, like Kataragi as a human goes to the place where she works and she like serves curry. Hmm. And he'd eat shit tons of curry, but never get fat or anything. And he was like, oh, he would always sing like about how he likes curry. Um, but yeah, what, what really got me, though, was it just kind of felt like they ran their course after five or six sh- episodes where it was like, okay, guys, like, we fucking get it. There's all these girls and all this stuff. And I don't know if as a viewer... Was I supposed to be like, oh, I really liked that first idol, or 
I really like the girl who murdered her family's killers and is fucked up for life because she saw something terrible. Like, yeah, I really like that one. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I and, but they kept going and going and going. I mean, they had like two or three of them on bullying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's my problem with the formula of all shows like that. That's why I couldn't finish the world God only knows because. Oh, but they the do it thing. so much better in the world God only knows. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, they do have the different world characters. God only knows. Like all the characters are interesting. Kanma is interesting. The Elsie is interesting. Like, like, and it's funny. And like, this show wasn't funny. I mean, there was some funny stuff. Like episode nine or eight or whatever, where he gets transported and turns into a girl, but and like they find out that he's a boy because Lily like makes his penis come out and he gets he gets a super boner and like it pokes over the skirt, and then like <laughs> the girls like want to rape him, and it's like played off as a joke. I, I don't know. Anyway, just hmm. like there's good stuff here. Like I really love the visuals, the music, the, the all that stuff was really really good. Like I I get where they're going, but the ending just felt flat for me, and was just like this weird ending where I didn't care for. I mean, it makes sense in the grand scheme of things because that's what essentially what happens, where all the witches like do what he they, what Haruto did for them, and. But in the grand scheme of things, I was getting more and more bored with the passing of each episode. I got about episode 7 or 8, and yeah, I liked 7, 8, 9, but I was just like, fuck's sake, I got four more episodes, five more episodes, do something. And it was always like, oh, there's another girl. You know, they didn't seem to really care about the fact that, like, Katsuragi was trying to find a cure for his, you know, like, there's nothing there. He would just show mm-hmm. up and help when he could. And there was, like, nothing to gleam. Like, they didn't put us in the role of Katsuragi going, oh, here's a clue, or whatever. It was nothing like that. Same thing with Haruto's situation. He was just kind of like, well, I'm here. I can't leave, but I guess I'll keep doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they just focused mainly on the... on the. They just kind of focused on the girls. And like I said, I didn't know if you we were supposed to pick a best girl or something i i don't know but this got a 6.34 on my anime list it's ranked 60 60 205 its popularity is 2025th and about 21,000 huh. almost 20 almost oh, sorry almost 32,000 people have done something with it watched it or at least watched some of it and i don't i don't know Mine's in the top 200, the one I ever... Oh, man. Which is bizarre, because I've seen other shows of magic genre also get high reviews, and they suck, so... Gotcha. Well, fun, I mean, information. Uh, male tends to rank really high. Oh, yeah. We talked all about this on the episode I did about why I hate uh, 1 through 10 scale ratings. Yep. Uh, but uh, wanna... the Funimation dub is really good. I mean, a lot of this. I really like that uh, Michael J. Tatum did the voice of Katsuragi. I really. I thought like you were him. gonna say Michael J. Fox. Yes, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> That's actually J. Really? J. Michael Tatum. Sorry. Uh. Um. 
But I mean, it's got the same old, same old kid voice actors, Monica Ray, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Again, not bad voice actors, just and a lot of Funimation dubs. I've already said that my piece on that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just gave us a five. I, I I I really liked it at the beginning. It just got kind of old, and by the end, I was just like, "Be over, please. I'm, I'm done with you. <laughs> just finish. Please end. Yes." All right. Well, that was 18F. You've got Chivalry of a Failed Knight. Yeah, some Chivalry of a Failed Knight. So I picked this up because in the back of my mind, I still really want a good magic school fighting show. I like the whole teenager high school, but instead of grades, they got to battle each other. I'm like, that's a cool theme. I like the fantasy theme like that. Uh, but also... Uh, this was tagged as like fan service and kind of reminded me of high school DXD because it was supposed to have like hijinks like that. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll try it in English because like maybe it'll be funny and entertaining, even if it's a bad magic show, right? I didn't have my hopes up about it being good magic. Um, luckily, it proved to be completely wrong well, on two accounts. One is unlucky that it wasn't fan service and hijinks like I thought. It's marked as fan service, but there's barely any throughout the whole show. And there's not a lot of comedy. So (laughs) it failed me on that, but it surprised me in that it was actually just a good show. Uh, So it starts out and it follows uh, Iki Kurigane, who's this man who has a generic backstory of he's exiled from his family because they have a daughter and a son. And the daughter has all the natural magical ability. He's like, not as gifted so they're like we refuse to train you you'll dishonor our famous family his family is basically like uh rin's family and fate zero fates uh, the whole fate franchise right they're the natural born royal magician type people that always have like an heir with natural ability gotcha so, so that's what his family's like but they're like you're an outcast fuck you go live in the attic we'll never love you <laughs> Uh, that's all things you tell them. And, but his grandfather was known as like some great war hero with a sword. And his grandfather finds him like running away one day and lost in a blizzard because he wants to run away because he hates his family. And he's like, oh, you're, it makes you angry, doesn't it? That's what he says because I watched it in English. He's like, it makes you angry knowing you're the weakest one, right? Hold on to that feeling. It means you're not ready yet. And... So apparently that inspires them. I don't really know what the message is because it's weird that he says you're not ready yet. What does he mean? But anyway, he's supposed to get stronger. So it fast forwards 10 years and it's he's like 16 and he's now going to this magical high school. And this is where the hijink starts, but shortly stops. So he walks in on his new roommate changing, which is a big deal because roommates can be co-ed in this. And his roommate is Stella Vermillion this red-haired princess from a foreign land with big titties. And um, she's changing, and he's like... So initially, I'm feeling bad about the dub because the characters are like pretty flat and not very interesting. And then that scene hits, and the voice actor reaches my expectations of doing more emotional things. And uh, the guy's like, oh, I know how to make this right. I'm sorry it's so embarrassing for you because you're from a foreign country and I accidentally walked in on you, like, I'll get naked too. And he just, like, takes off his shirt. She's like, no, you idiot. It's a typical Lissundere response and blasts him out of the apartment with, like, her fire ability. Because she, unlike him, 
is the best student there, and he's known as the worst one, which I don't know if that's what he's called in Japanese, but in English, they literally just call him the worst one because you find out later behind the scenes, his family hates him so much that they don't want him to succeed in school, so they rigged all the tests when he went into the school so to make sure he failed all of them. So he gets to go to the school, but he's on probation, and he has Fs in every class, so he's known as the worst one. But yet he's roomed with the smartest person in the entire... With the best one. So, like, couldn't you just be like, hey, I... I mean, I know he doesn't know he sucks, but you're like, I got all Fs on my probation, like, you're smart as shit, like, train me? Yeah, Maybe so this is the I, this is the good part of the show. Oh. So, she, she says, um, like, I'll never forgive you, blah, blah, blah. And then the director of the school is like, I, I know it was offensive, but I'm the one that put him in that room, your roommates. And they're like, oh, what? Typical double take, spit take of shows where they're like, oh, what? But then she says, well, that's not fair. I want him out of the school. I'm going to challenge him to a duel. The loser's the other person serving, or they got to listen or whatever. They got to leave the school if I win, because she thinks she's going to win no matter what, right? She's the best. So he's like, okay, that's fair. And then they have their fight. And he wins. But, so he's actually really good at fighting. The tests were rigged. That's when you find it out after he wins. He's this sounds a lot probably, like Data Live or whatever. No, it happens in every show. This is yeah. why I, I have to clarify that up until this point, this is still the first episode, I'm very cynical about the show. Because I'm like, fuck, it's another one of those shows. Uh, guy is hated by family. He's the most powerful guy. All the girls like him because he's the best guy, right? Because that's my impression thus far. But then while he's fighting her, He's like, oh, I, I, he says, I see it. And she's like, what do you see? And he's like, well, certainly your talent, but not only that, all the hard work you put in too. She's like taken aback because everyone just thinks she's like going to win no matter what without even trying because she has this like crazy natural fire ability. So I thought that was cool because though it's cheesy, it kind of broke from the norm and allowed me to believe the romance that was going to develop between the two characters. So like, she was pitched as the Sundari character, and I'm like, ugh, I don't care about oh, come that. Come on, he already saw her titty, so, you know. Next they, they got a bang. Exactly. Yeah, but, but I like that, because he's like, oh, I see how hard you work, and he's like, I know, because no one ever taught me anything. And his, like, special ability is he's a really good learner by watching, because he never got to do anything growing up. He was locked in his attic. So he can, like, steal other people's abilities by looking. Which was a cool twist because I hate the overpowered main character, but if he's overpowered because of his tragic past and he just replicates people's abilities, I thought that was pretty cool. I guess. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, know. this kind of reminds me of like a Simpsons joke where the comic book guy he writes a he writes a comic book series called Everyman, where basically he can be everybody. <laughs> he steals like like all he has to do is touch the comic book of another comic book and he gains their powers. So he's like, oh, I need, I need to go fast. So he's like, yeah, I'll steal the Iron Man or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. this is what it feels like to me, like listening to you. It's like, oh, you could just do whatever you need to be in this situation. Right. But he only, he only does that once. So, oh, okay. He only ta- yeah, he only takes the ability once. But then his, his real technique is just, I guess, not how hard he worked because that sounds ridiculous, but. Uh, they say like he can block out superfluous things because he always had to focus on like the good parts of life because his life is so depressing and he can like select to only see what's important to the fight. 
So, which I think is pretty cool, but it wears him out. He's not so overpowered that he does it forever. He only has like 60 seconds of doing it and then he has to stop. So at one point in the show, so his character is very much trying to help everyone. The girl likes some. It was a good part of the story because it wasn't ridiculous in force. Like they have a brief swimsuit episode, but she's embarrassed about it. And he doesn't want to look at her because he's like, that would be wrong. I can't just stare at her the whole time. So then they're like sitting in the kiddie pool because I don't know. I think at the time he was training other people because as he starts winning this tournament they have, which is the seven stars tournament. So he basically his family rigged it. So he's on probation and the only way he can graduate is if he wins the tournament. Um, so as he starts winning people, he goes from being called the worst one to another one, which I don't get the significance of, but people start wanting to learn from him. So he's training everyone and she feels ignored. And then he like goes to check on her and they're sitting in the pool. It's like, it's like, you won't even look at me. You must hate me. And he's like, of course I want to look. And this is where the voice acting shines because initially I went into it in English thinking it was a comedy. It's not. So I recommend probably watching it in Japanese, but if you were going to enjoy it at all from the English, I felt most of it fell flat. But these scenes were good. The interactions between Ike, Iki and Stella were the best. But he's like, of course I want to look. I Like, who could not look? And she's like, well, you, you don't look at all. And he's like, well, I want to look. I want to look at your tits. And she's like, well, then do it. So they have like this. I like it because it's this weird, awkward standoff of them both wanting that. But neither can admit it to each other, which sounds horrible and cliched. But this show did it. So much better than I've seen it in other shows. In other shows, you have like the Sundere response of like the physical abuse, and that never happens in this, other than the very beginning. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't want to rant about the the romance because that's not why I enjoyed it overall. But just know that it was done well here. Um, so then he he's a very helping person. He tries to help different people. He saves people from a terrorist attack. Um, he helps this girl get her dojo back that was taken by an evil student who like put her father in a coma by beating him with a sword because they all have special powers and her dad didn't. Um, and it just has like really good character plots. Like ISA is the girl who gets her dungeon taken, not her dungeon, yikes, her dojo taken. And she's distraught and like is willing to cheat and she goes against like everything she was taught. She was supposed to be like the honorable samurai family. And she treat she tricks uh, Iki into using his special power that he takes a whole day to recharge and can only use for 60 seconds because she has to talk to him on the roof. And then when he gets up there, she's like, I didn't think you'd even come. And then she jumps off like the roof and he has to use his power to get down quick enough to save her. And then she's like, I can't believe you used it. Now I can win. It's like, oh, oh, shit. And then she just leaves him there like in the pool, like like drowning because he has no more energy left. <laughs> but but then he still fights her because he wants to teach her a lesson the right way, and then he does, and that's just an example of him overcoming throughout the show. But then, it gets more sinister and keeps real characters that I enjoyed because uh, like in episode 10, he's getting closer to qualifying for the tournament. Uh, like the grand finals against other schools. And his family hates him so much, mainly his father, they take a picture of him and Stella and accuse them of like an inappropriate relationship with a foreign princess. Like it's a big foreign like uh, government scandal or whatever. 
and they're like, okay, you have to come with us, the ethics committee. And they like lock him up for 20 days and don't give him like any food or water and make him fight all of his matches, hoping he'll lose. And um, he basically just never gives up. But I was going to say something better than that about it. I don't know. It's just that whole thing was like very dark because they had like that whole episode was like monochrome. It was all gray. And like in one scene, all the buildings are like black and it's like raining blood and stuff. And it just seems they want like very spooky overtones because he's imprisoned and he has no chance of getting out. And the only way he could get out of if, if he just like sells out his girlfriend, Stella, who they want to get married at that point. So, oh, and the other thing I like about the relationship. So at this point, it's just a rant of why I like the show. I'm totally off track for a review, but um, <laughs> I like the show because. Uh, they have a relationship because they both want to be the best person in the tournament and they agree that they want a rematch but only at the end of the Seven Stars tournament which I thought was cool because so often you have the anime romance where one person just likes the other character and it's their goal to win their affection but they don't share any common interests yeah they're just always one-sided and right and whereas any real life romance or the companionship you have a common goal or some amount of teamwork or you share some interest right so they just make a really good team and they have the same goal and they both respect each other's like training and styles and stuff and to me that was refreshing that it it was very much a team thing and it wasn't just like one is perpetuated by lust one is the tsundere who also likes the guy because he's so cool and solves every problem but she doesn't want to admit it She's often standing up through him for him throughout the whole show, even though he's the cool guy, because he doesn't want to start any fights. And she's the fiery, you know, I mean, her power is literally fire. She has red hair, but she's very much the fiery redhead uh, trying to fight. Up. And he holds out his hand like, no, don't do it. I don't want to stand up because it'll cause more problems. And so it's really cool that throughout the whole show, they're very much a team and they're opposite, but have a common goal which I thought was very cool. Um, yeah, and then the battles are awesome, right? I finally found a show that has really cool battles. His little sister, who actually likes him, likes Iki, um, at first romantically, but then she gives For up. That was sake, another cool trope me? where... It, it's a cool trope where it's like, oh, it's the incest trope. And then after one episode, she's like, man, I feel really bad about it, but... Like Stella clearly likes him and it makes him very happy, which is all I wanted because my whole family treated him like shit and I want him to be happy. So she gives up right away. And I thought that was cool that they put the stupid incest trope in there and then they're like, wait a minute, she actually loves her brother because she cares about him. She's giving up. Right? Because he's happy now. So I, I like that. Um, but the fight between her, because she uses water, and the student council president is supposed to be one of the best fighters. Because, I mean, in anime, if you're the student council president, you're basically the best at whatever the show's about. Um, <laughs> so they fight, and her power's lightning, and the other girl's water and, like, ice. And that's, like, a 15-minute fight, and it's very cool. Uh, one of my favorite things that I had to rewind and go back and watch is she's looking at the girl who moves very quickly, right? Because she has lightning power. And the scene shows her eyes looking at her. And she's like, as long as I watch her and stay away, I'll win my long range attacks. And you're looking at her face when she says that. And then in her eyes, you see the girl like appear bigger, like she got closer because she like moved without her seeing. And then she's like, tries to hit her. So that was really cool. Like 
there's good use of directing in the fight scenes where some fight scenes I feel like that, you know, they pan around like the matrix to make it look more intense and like they don't have any cool artsy shots like they did there. So, um, yeah, surprisingly well-directed, directed in a, a brave way with episode 11 where he's in prison and it's just all gray and he can't understand voices because he's like delirious and stuff. And it basically puts you in his shoes, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. And the romance wasn't stupid, but it wasn't a comedy and there wasn't fan service. The only fan service in the whole show, other than her being like bodacious and sometimes half dressed, um, Stella, uh, is like, uh, he stands up for, up for her for the first time and then she's, he's like all tired and she likes him or whatever and she's like, oh, I want to wash you in the shower and he's like, that seems extremely awkward, no thanks. But then she comes in anyway and is like washing his back and then her bra comes undone and she's like washing his back with her tits and I'm like, this is DXD level. But the rest of the show is nothing like that. So after that rant, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Because I really love this show. It does so many things right. But it's totally not what I got into. So if you're looking for another DXD comedy, this isn't it. I would recommend watching it in Japanese because the English fell short a lot. Um, but this is finally, if you're like me or share similar opinions, this is finally a show for you that it's finally a non-ridiculous magic high school show. The battles are cool, the stakes are high, and the characters are real. Uh, to me, anyway. They're not just some trope in high school. And in the end, it's unfinished. There should be more. I don't know when, because it came out three years ago and there still isn't more. But um, they basically arrive at the end of the tournament within their school. They got to go to the greater tournament. So there's a future for it. That's it. All right. VA tournaments. Yeah, so it is very good. I was interested the whole way. And I was pleasantly surprised that it's a good show for a different reason than what I thought. It says action, romance, uh, etchy, fantasy, school, but it's very much fantasy, action, romance with like fake character development, <laughs> I guess. Like it's not a fan service or comedy show. How many episodes? Just 12. Well, there you go. And like the characters they introduce, they really follow through on. That was another nice thing. Is there's like three different arcs, but they all left you with like a meaningful character at the end. It wasn't just like, ah, this guy's so cool, he's gonna help every girl in the school, <laughs> right? Yeah, so but he is pretty cool if you say so. Yeah, I like him. If but the synopsis, know. like, so I wanted to inform people because the synopsis totally sells it as DXD. They're like, uh, Stella Vermilion, an A ranked blazer, that's the name of the magical knights who also happens to be a princess, naked, she challenges him to a duel with dire stakes. The loser becomes the slave of the winner. There's no way she can lose, right? With like a question mark. And it's like, ugh, that seems ridiculous. Oh, but wait. <laughs> she's gonna lose. And she's gonna have to cook him dinner. Yeah, become a sex slave. Oh, and... man. All so right. that's what I thought we were getting into, but it was the best use I've seen in anime of romance of equals. That cool. is pretty cool. All right, then. Well, is there anything yeah. else you want to discuss before we head off? Oh, no, what, sorry. Good. What'd you give that? Eight out of ten. Oh, wow. Eight out of ten. Quite high, because it's 
I wouldn't give it any points for what I went into thinking it was, but it ended up being the show I thought I would never get, a decent magic high school show. Cool. All right. Anything else? Nope, now there's nothing else. Now there's nothing else. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, see you soon. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.